We have two dogs in our home. Aria is a two-year-old puppy who definitely needs help with her portions. And Nala is a 10-year-old dog who is living a great life and we want to keep feeding her well so she can hang in there with us for a lot longer. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with them. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you live more healthy, happy, and full years together. You can get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash vanished. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use our code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. In today's episode, I'm going to review those dispatch logs again. Um, she mentioned them, but I don't know if they were done because she got called out. Dispatch logs? I've got to go through them, but I'm having to work the radio tonight. Dispatch logs. I have them. I have them ready. But the thing is, you're going to have to have a certain size paper to be able to receive these. Those dispatch logs. The most important part about these logs is anything pertaining to Sean Fletcher. Because according to Marcus Harper, they both rode around in the cop car on the night of Tara's disappearance. Today I'm going to break down these dispatch logs in detail and go over every call that night. This is Case Evidence. Each entry in these dispatch logs has a time and a radio signal TIN code. These TIN codes are what the officers use to communicate. You're probably familiar with TIN4, which means understood. A lot of these codes are universal, but sometimes they can vary with different precincts. Each code has a different meaning, and there can be a lot of them. So just to be safe, I spoke to an actual Osula police officer who deciphered each code in the log for me. He wished not to be named. There were two Osula police officers on duty that night. Sean Fletcher, and Shane Kissling. On the logs, they are referred to by their badge numbers. Sean Fletcher is 016, and Shane Kissling is 06. Both officers worked an overnight shift. They started at 8 p.m. and got off at 6 a.m. The first call for Sean Fletcher that night is at 11.18 p.m., radio signal 1055, which meant that there was a broken-down vehicle. Both officers responded to this call, and by 11.30 p.m., they were done. The next call for Sean Fletcher was at 11.46 p.m., radio signal 1059, which means standby for business closing. This was at a grocery store called Harvey's in Osceola. Again, both Officer Fletcher and Kissling were here, and they left by 11.54 p.m. The next call for Fletcher was at 12.16 a.m., radio signal 1038, which meant a traffic stop. It lasted just a few minutes, and he left by 12.23 a.m. From this point forward, Sean Fletcher's whereabouts become extremely important, because according to Marcus, he left the White Horse Saloon shortly after 1 a.m. to go meet up with Sean Fletcher. Fletcher's next call on the dispatch logs was almost an hour and a half later, at 1.46 a.m., saying that he's downtown. Radio signal 1084. According to the Osceola officer I spoke to, this means special detail, like checking buildings or taking a break to eat dinner. For this call, there is no departure time listed. I called Marisa to chime in about Marcus Harper's alibi. 1.49 a.m. Fletcher was 
checking doors uh, in downtown Osceola when he received a call from dispatcher telling him that Harper was looking for him. And they joined up. See, really, there should be a dispatch call to Fletcher around 149 to come to the station that Harper was searching for him. In Marcus Harper's alibi, he never called Sean Fletcher directly. He called the police station. Then the dispatcher called Sean Fletcher and told him Marcus was looking for him. But that whole thing didn't exist in these logs. At least not like that. There's only one call around that time, and it's from Fletcher to the dispatcher at 1.46 a.m., stating that he's downtown. The problem is it's not from the dispatcher. It's from Fletcher. Either way, giving it the benefit of the doubt, let's assume that this call is the one where he learns Marcus Harper's looking for him. If the call was at 1.46 a.m., that means that the first time they would have met up would be around 5 to 10 minutes later, around 2 a.m. I mean, if he left the bar at 1 o'clock, he would be in a cell at 10 past 1. I would say that Harper was probably back in, I mean, supposedly he was back in a cell at, say, 1.15 at the most. So between 1.15 and, say, 2 o'clock, you don't know where Harper is. Where was Harper? I mean, that's, that's almost 50 minutes. I mean, this was early in the morning, so he wasn't, where was he? There's no record of Harper, of, of Harper even being in any of these calls. I mean, I don't care if you're a former cop there or whatever. It should have been on record that you had a civilian with you for liability. Even if you believe their timeline with him with it, he's, there's a 50 minutes to an hour that is not accounted for. So, uh, you, I mean, you could do a lot in an hour. Fletcher supposedly doesn't know where he's at because he hadn't called yet. And if he left a club earlier than one, say he left a club, say, 20 minutes to one, you got an hour, hour 15, hour and 20 minutes there. Either way you slice it, there's a pretty big time gap there. Let's take a look at the Benny Merritt incidents. These are the calls that Sean Fletcher supposedly responded to while Marcus Harper was with him. There's two calls for Benny Merritt on these dispatch logs. The first was at 2.08 a.m., and the second was at 2.49 a.m. But now, the one at the 111 South Apricot Street, that did not involve Fletcher. Fletcher was not involved in that call. On the first call for Benny Merritt, at 2.08 a.m., Sean Fletcher wasn't there. The only officer that responded was Shane Kissling. At 2.49 a.m., the next Benny Merritt call, Sean Fletcher was there, and so was Shane Kissling. This means the first time anyone could have seen Sean Fletcher and Marcus Harper together was 2.49, almost two hours after he left the White Horse Saloon. I'm going to tell you, if it wasn't for the Fletcher stuff, or the, I'm talking about being with Fletcher and all that kind of thing, he would be in serious trouble. I've posted these dispatch logs for you to check out yourself. Just go to upandvanish.com slash discussion. Thanks for listening to Case Evidence. Here's a sneak preview of Episode 9, coming out next Monday. This is in the email, too, written by her. She um, found out about the 18-year-old girl he was dating. She said that he looked me in the eyes and said three times, It's over. It's over. It's over. He actually walked her down the steps at 11 o'clock that night because they were watching the Georgia game over at his house. He walked her down the steps at 11 o'clock and nobody's seen her since. There's a lot of weird, weird, weird stuff. Really scary, scary stuff.